Welcome to the Phil's Landscaping Podcast, where we cover everything landscaping to help you consistently kick the day's ass. What's up, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Phil's Landscaping Podcast. Um, today, we got an awesome guest. Well, actually, first, let me introduce my co-host today. Um, we got my brother, Andrew Isaacson, the all-new foreman at Phil's Landscaping. Say what's up, Andrew. Hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> Welcome to the show, Andrew. Uh, we appreciate all your work. But um, we got a very special guest today, one of my good buddies, Zach Summer. Say what's up, Zach. What's up? How's it going, guys? It's going good. And um, Zach is a foreman for an awesome landscaping company called Pro Service Landscaping and his boss, unfortunately, was not able to make it. He declined. So we got the next best boss in town here, <laughs> Zach. So um, Zach is a really skilled uh, hardscaper. He uh, kind of runs runs most of the job sites and uh, does really high-quality work. Um, so Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get into hardscaping? Um what do you like best about hardscaping? How old are you? Where are you from? The whole lowdown. Yeah, so uh, short note, we, we kind of slightly just met through uh, Instagram, man. I just yeah, heard, for sure. heard the podcast uh, through my feed and uh, just kind of listened to it. And then we kind of just chit-chatted and you had some questions, but... But uh, yeah, so that was cool. So yeah, like, like you said, my name is Zach and I work for... Uh, pro service landscape out of Snohomish, Washington, and uh, we're uh, essentially a hardscape company, I would say, but we do a lot of full yard uh, renovation, residential, commercial, and we love it. It's awesome. It's it's a good time. We have a good time, but uh, I got started, um, you know, younger, pushing lawnmowers, you know, I uh, had a neighbor that asked me to mow his lawn for 20 bucks, and... <laughs> And I probably wanted some some new cool thing or whatever, and uh, so I, he kind of taught me how to mow it. I th- you know, he's just helping me out kind of thing. You know, and then uh, I worked for a friend, uh, his dad owned a masonry business, and I started doing that, and, uh, and I just packed Todd and, and moved bricks, moved stone, made mud, pushed wheelbarrows, and uh, just kind of started a, uh, a work ethic, started somewhere, and... And I, and I enjoyed it. I liked, I liked being outside, liked, you know, all the, um, camaraderie. Um, and I just, I just, I dig working hard. I think it's, I think, uh, it's fun. It can be hard and, and there's a lot of perseverance in it. And so, uh, in 2013, I, uh, started, uh, I, I met this guy through, uh, some mutual friends, uh, Mike boss, the owner of pro service landscape. And, and every time I saw him, you know, it was the middle of the winter and, uh, he was wearing work clothes and he was like, like he was working and, and, uh, and kind of the, the winter time of the year in Washington, there's not, uh, not a huge amount of landscapers out there. If you drive around, you start to see all the other companies kind of diminish away and he was always working. And, and I just said, Hey man, uh, do you have a job, you know, maybe for me? And, and, uh, he asked me, you know, what I, 
how much I wanted per hour. And, it, you know, standing there shaking, I said, oh, uh, 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 you know, and he said, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll start you out full time. And, uh, and, uh, we were off to the races then. And, and here we are in, uh, 2021, it's been six years and, uh, went from, uh, laborer pushing wheelbarrows, um, you know, and not really knowing what I was doing to, I don't know, just really enjoying it and kind of having a sense of, uh, what we're trying to accomplish. And <clears throat> like I said, I enjoy it. So, um, that's kind of the rundown. Um, I'm 30 years old, so my body is, uh, kind of getting to be on the verge you you two young bucks but he still, still kicks ass <laughs> you young bucks still have a little bit of time but uh i used to two years ago i used to uh, wake up every morning and not feel a single soreness and as soon as twenty nine thirty uh came around the corner i have to take an ibuprofen every now and then <laughs> so uh but uh but yeah it's it's a fun time and we got a good program going so so before we started the podcast, we were kind of just uh, BSing, and uh, Zach kind of told us how he got put into the position that he got put into. So maybe uh, tell the listeners a little bit about that, Zach. Yeah, um, my Mike uh, had a, a foreman working for him, and um, you know, we're just a, a one man or sorry, we're a one crew, uh, company and, you know, three guys or so. And he had a foreman that worked for him for seven, eight years. And he was ready to start. He started his own, uh, company guy and brothers landscaping out of Snohomish. Um, if you're interested in looking them up and, uh, he, he was just ready to, to move on. And, uh, uh, Mike kind of said, Hey man, it's, uh, it's time to step up. And, uh, and that was kind of a scary, scary thing as much as that was what I wanted and dreamed of, uh, essentially was to do that. But it was, it, it felt like I was filling some big shoes, uh, and, uh, and I wasn't sure if I was capable of it, but as time went on, I found out that I was, uh, very well capable of it and, 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 and enjoy it. So, uh, it was kind of a, uh, right place at the right time kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I totally know what you're saying because, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm in the exact same situation. I mean, we didn't have anybody leave, but it feels kind of weird. I'm doing what Phil has been doing, and I've been following him around, being the laborer, being the you know second guy, and now I have guys working under me, and it just feels like I'm filling in shoes, but it just feels like. Uh, it's a hard job at first, but what kind of what kind of things helped you when you were moving up and like focusing on doing the things better that your old boss didn't do, or what kind of got you to that step you are now? Besides time, yeah, uh, guidance. Um, yeah, you know, fortunately, uh, Mike is somebody that's been established for years and has oh, yeah. seen it all. Um, you know, may not have done it all, but has a, a pretty damn good idea of what it all looks like. And so, uh, listening and applying kind of, you know, his suggestions were, were something that was hard for the ego, you know, to handle. And, and I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, man, it was, you know, I, I felt like I was this leader and all this stuff, you know, which in a way is true, but I had to remember that, uh, 
you know, he had a pretty good idea of what the, the whole picture looked like. And, um, so I, I did a lot of that and I seeked a lot of guidance from other people, um, in the same shoes as me, you know, honestly, you know, guys yeah. just like you that, uh, just made the step too. So guidance was the number one thing. That's for sure. So, so what's it like having a guy with the amount of wisdom, like your, your boss and like, what, what's it like having to step up into that spot? Like that is a lot of work and like how, how has he helped you like be a better foreman in like how, how has he taught you so I can learn? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, involvement. Um, and when I say involvement, I mean, not just, you know, showing up and, and saying X, X, X needs to be done by X, X, X time or, uh, but staying there and like spending, you know, a couple hours with me and, and like giving me the next step, you know, what's the next step in the process? You know, what, why are we doing step three? So when we get, when we're on step one and we, and we finish one and two, three is ready to go to number six, you know, four, five, six kind of thing. And, and just the process, you know, just like mowing a lawn, man, it's, you know, you get out there, edge it, mow it, blow it, what, you know, whatever that might look like for you. It's a process. You do the same thing every time Yeah. and you keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And eventually it gets kind of ingrained. It's like brushing your teeth in the morning. You know, yeah. you just wake up and yeah. you naturally do it. And, for sure. And not to say that uh, there's some days that, that I don't do it properly. You know, some days, it, rainy days, I just can't find the groove. Every now and then it happens, you know. And just not allowing those days to break me down and, and tell me I'm not good enough and I can't do it. And just learning from those days and letting those days be just a day that was just not perfect. And, that, and that's okay. So we got another special guest here. What's up, brother? John, doing, man? John just got you. back in the room John. here wow. from uh, his dinner out, so I know he wants to hop on the podcast, and he's also <laughs> a friend of Zach. So Zach uh, in the house. I heard, I heard about <laughs> hey, Zach. Hey, thanks for letting me uh, come to your humble abode, though. This is the first time here. This is the first time, man. All right. Uncle Mike's been here. It's about time. Mm -hmm. I got I got Jakey's golf cart sitting in the shed. He was getting he wanted my landscape opinion on how to handle it, and I told him that he was well capable of handling it, and so nice care of it. Nice. How long you guys been hitting it? We're eleven minutes so far. Oh, we're just getting getting warmed up, buddy. So yeah, we're just kind of talking to Zach about hardscaping. Hit a little bit on pro service landscapes. Um, a little bit about the boss, Mike Boss. Mike boss. We do not want to be on the podcast right now. Uh, maybe expand on that a little bit. So I, I called Zach's boss, uh, Mike Boss, who's a friend of John's too. Um, somehow everything kind of turns back to john <laughs> um but anyways like i i uh i i hit up uh mike i gave him a call i i got his number from zach and i was like hey mike man i've, I've heard a lot of good things about you man uh i want to kind of get a group of landscapers together and if we could have like a once a month kind of thing and maybe have a speaker come and like we'd love to have you 
be a speaker like i'd love to have it maybe turn into a convention or something someday or like a conference type of thing and he was like you know phil i appreciate everything you're doing in the landscaping community man i love your enthusiasm but you know i'm not your podcast guy and i'm not your uh your conference guy and like i was like Okay, okay. He doesn't want to be on the podcast. I understand that. But I then he kind of talked about it a little bit more. And he's like, I'm not the type of guy to pat myself on the back uh, and go out here and wave a big flag and say, hey, I'm, I'm pro-service landscaping. But so I thought that it was kind of cool. But he did want to let everybody know he does have a big dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Boss has never said that. <laughs> For the record. For the record. And go Hawks. And go Hawks. And go Hawks. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, Mikey's over on in Eastern Washington quite a bit now. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So maybe that'll lead us to our next, you our next thing. Out so, work, didn't you? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, what's the plan uh, next for Pro Service Landscaping? Your next move, Zach? Yeah. So, we have been working in Eastern Washington, uh, Orondo, Wenatchee, Chelan, all those kind of uh, river cities towns you might call it uh we've been working there in the summers for the past five six years and and each year it just accumulates more and more and more and more work and and it becomes hard to manage both and it's it's almost like okay we got to stick with one or the other and we're kind of at that turning point where where we have the ability to choose one over the other um for at least six to eight months out of the year and so it sounds like the plan is that come March, April, we're going to pick up and, and move over there and, and stay over there. And um, and when the the snow starts falling over there, if we have to come back over here and do some work, we Mike has a pretty big uh, word of mouth reputation for, you know, just work and, and knowing people. And, um, and so I'm sure that our stretch here in uh, Western Washington isn't over. It's just uh, the company is going to kind of, focus a little bit more on expanding in on the east side of the states i'd say it's Mm. kind of an expansion because like the projects it seems like the projects over there are big projects and like i'm guessing it would be like existing homes but also like the new houses like on the river and stuff like that is that what you guys are going to be working on yeah there's a lot of there's um there's some wineries there's some wedding venues that uh that we've done some work for that uh, just keep expanding. Mm-hmm. And um, there's uh, homeowners that keep expanding. It just is, it seems like it's never ending. You know, we do one house in a neighborhood and, and the next door neighbors calls and says, hey, we saw what you did. We really would love to, you know, talk to you and, and do some stuff. And, you know, uh, word of mouth and, and handshakes go a really long way over there. And, uh, and it usually happens pretty quick. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of residential, not really any commercial. We've done some commercial stuff over there, but it's a lot of resident residential, uh, vacation houses that people have decided that they want to live there more than just a couple months out of the year. Right. You know. So. Yeah. All right, well, it's a sweet place to live. Like. Oh, absolutely. How important do you think like uh, customer relationships are? Because oftentimes, like your boss sets you guys up for a couple. Uh, half hour or whatever in the morning and then 
you're the face of pro service landscaping, like the rest of the time. So like, how, how does that impact you as like a leader and the quality of work that you put out? Yeah, I, I try to, um, fulfill, honestly fulfill Mike's shoes as best as I can in the sense of, uh, uh, doing what I say I'm going to do. You know, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do that. You know, if I say I'm going to get uh, the driveway cleared out by this time, that way you can get your vehicles in and out. I try and make sure that's done, stuff like that. Um, but just uh, a design, you know, if, if we put together a design, you know, there's a lot of questions that come in and out of a design, even though it's on a piece of paper and it looks perfect and it's great. There's a lot of questions that come out of it and, and being there and able to translate what it's going to look like uh what the plan looks like what works and what doesn't work because that always happens yeah you know and just trying to have understanding you know there's things like change orders such as you know we we see this and we want to expand or we want to lessen you know so i try and communicate that with them and i don't make large decisions you know such as oh we're going to add an extra 400 square feet here well that extra 400 square feet costs x amount of dollars well right. you know that's that's uh that's a big decision to make when it's not my pocketbook you know so i try and you know see it through with them and and let them know what that looks like before we just jump on it right. you know kind of thing and and just have understanding um just the <laughs> funny one the other day uh, i had some some pants that uh may have got ripped kind of in a in the crotch area <laughs> and the homeowner said oh wow look at that that's easy access and you know we, <laughs> and you know we we had a good laugh about it and you know mike gave me shit about showing up you know with work you know torn clothes and and i said you know and don't get paid enough to buy new you know we had a big laugh about it and uh you know it's just all all fun so uh that that scenario right there is the kind of friendships and relationships you can have with customers and, and as professional as it is you also have to have fun and and a little bit of compassion for it honestly you know? oh yeah and that goes a long way well the instagram is just getting started it looks good if you see i mean it's a good looking page a couple of the, the time lapse looks good on here the pro service oh yeah yeah that's uh courtesy of matthew waynehouse he's a pretty uh bothell alumni bothell yeah, high school yeah, yeah. um he said, he kept telling me for months and months, you start a pro service landscape Instagram. And I said, I know, I know, I know. And one day, you know, pro service landscape follows you, you know. <laughs> I guess we have an Instagram Yeah, so, so Matt, uh, Matt Waynehouse over at Wayne. Tell a little bit about your coworker Matt Waynehouse, too. This will be just all around pro service landscaping podcast featuring Zach. So exp <laughs> explain a little bit about your coworker there. Yeah, so... Matt actually is, uh, if there's snow on the mountain, Matt's up there snowboarding. So he is currently not working with us, but um, he's kind of a seasonal guy. And he, uh, his family knows uh, Mike's family really well. Um, they go way back. And so, in fact, they live over in eastern Washington as well. And um, so mm -hmm. come, come summertime, you know, Matt will be back pushing wheelbarrows and We'll be having having fun, you know, after work, water skiing, jumping off the bridges, rope <laughs> swings, whatever in the river kind of thing. Um, so currently we don't have Matt. We have, uh, right now we have uh, two other guys besides me and uh, Mike. One of them is Aiden. Uh, he's also a referral kind of guy. He's 19 years old. Uh, he's 
you know. He's a stud. He's a stud. You know, you can't, you couldn't, you know, he could push wheelbarrows and circles around you kind of thing. And, you know, shovels twice as fast as anybody else. His back doesn't hurt. His body, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't think about his body. His body just does. And that's the kind of muscle that, you know, every every crew and every team needs. You know, a young guy that's not afraid. And that's exactly what he is. And, and he's a good asset to our team. He's learning, you know, talk about molding and shaping somebody to be a foreman. He's he's our next guy, you know, right. honestly. You know, whether whether or not I start my own gig or um, pro service works together and, and things happen or whatever, he, he's definitely the next the next guy on the totem pole. And then we have another seasonal guy who actually lives in Chelan, and he's an asphalter. And when there's a foot of snow on the ground, he can't lay asphalt, so... He's he's helping us out right now, so uh, he's good help. His name's Bobby. Went to high school with him. Ingamore Vikings. Mm. 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 <laughs> so you know, so you know, Teddy Teddy Jorby's got a buddy at an asphalt company. You know that smell, that mm. asphalt smell. Yeah. Every time his buddy goes by a, a fresh asphalt job, he goes, "Yeah, Teddy, you know what that smells like? Money. Money. It money. smells <laughs> like money." Yeah, That's what paper right. dust smells like, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. He and Bobby works for one of the the bigger asphalting companies on the east side of the mountains. Uh, Moe's Asphalting. They're out of Wenatchee, and uh, apparently they're pretty pretty high up on the totem pole out there. So, so here's another hitter for you. Um, I'm sure there's other foremans that are listening to this podcast and are like, "Man, that's a cool foreman." Uh, so, like, uh, what do you do? How do you uh, kind of keep it fun on your job sites, like, uh, and how do you kind of make it like a team, a team thing, and get everybody involved and make it fun at the same time? Yeah, yeah. There's always uh, little games that happen. You know, who can push the wheelbarrow the fastest? Who can do this many loads of gravel? Who can, you know? There's all those kinds of games, but uh, <laughs> sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. We're you know we're all involved in each other's lives in some way, you know, especially when, you know, over the past years when we work in Eastern Washington, you know, we all live together for four days out of the week. And, and, you know, so we spend time after work together. We've gotten to know each other, you know, and, and we, we have conversations like this about life, you know, and, and that carries into the work environment. Um, we joke, we have fun, we laugh, you know, we try and make it as fun as we can. You know, there's days where like, was it yesterday where it was just poured down rain all day, yeah, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, if there was any day to be a landscaper that you would not want to be, it was yesterday. Yeah, you know? I agree. <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, so we try and make it fun. We laugh about the situation we got ourselves in. You know, I'm a, I'm a high school dropout, and, um, you know, they didn't tell me in fourth period math class that if I didn't learn what was going on, I was going to be standing out in the rain landscaping. They didn't tell me that, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and you know, that was a lesson in it in itself, but I wouldn't trade any of what happened, you know, to be where I'm at right now. Right. I would gladly stand in the rain all day instead of working in office. Dude, for sure, same with me, man. Right, John? Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the key is the key. What you're saying though is that um, just getting after it. I mean, just just doing whatever it takes, and under any circumstance. Some days are shitty. Some days are awesome. And um, but the passion of what you've learned to do, you know, being passionate about it is is the key that uh, you can get up and kick the day's ass, like we talked about on this podcast. 
Helping guys consistently kick the day's ass. Some days it's raining. Some days it's windy. Some days it's hot. Some days it's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And you know, you just have the ability to get after it. When you know, a lot of cir- a lot of people right now. I mean, I think uh, my cousin. You know, he's in he's in horseshoe, farrier business, and uh, he's never been more grateful to be in the business he's in. And the amount of money people are putting in it because nobody's going anywhere. Nobody's flying anywhere. Mm-hmm. Nobody's. Nobody's eating out. I mean, there's just the amount of money people are putting into their homes, and and yeah. and obviously horses don't shoot themselves. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you if you, industries you can be in right now where where the money stops and the work stops. So yeah, yeah you don't have to be that smart. You just got to get up and get after it, you know. And then you learn whatever you need to learn. So yeah, that's awesome. I agree. Rain, rain or shine, we're on the grind. Early to bed, early to rise. <laughs> Work like hell and advertise. And advertise. <laughs> and so where to guess, I mean, yeah. So pro service landscape, right? Yep. Okay. Just trying to make sure. We're... At pro service landscape. At pro service landscape. <laughs> so. More um, hardscape though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Almost all Almost all hardscape, right? Yeah. I mean, plants, sprinklers, yep, yep, you know, yep. the full yard. But it, it really seems like, you know, 70 to 80% of the work is, hey, we need some pavers. We don't want to do concrete. We need pavers. Gee, you guys are a one-stop shop. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Mike sent me a text. He said, uh, dicks are for chicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go. Mike goes on the podcast. On the Mike is on the podcast. <laughs> so thanks, Mike. No, to elaborate on that real quick, uh, you know, like you, you segued into is, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike's a... a um, you know, he's probably not going to like me boasting about him, but he's a pretty humble guy, man. I mean, he's had some life events happen in his life, just like all of us that have taught him multiple things and, and learned that he wasn't going to make it through life very well running with his, you know, ego. And, and he's a great, uh, leader. Um, he's a, a great man. He's an honest man, you know, humble, you know, for sure. And, uh, he is one to definitely give advice, maybe not on a podcast or in a seminar or in front of thousands and thousands of people, but, uh, John can testify that he's, yeah. a, he's a guy that likes to help other people. Yep. Um, not because, uh, it's the right thing to do, but because it helps him, you know, help himself to help other people kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. And he gave, you know, he obviously gave Zachy an opportunity. How many years ago, Zachy? Seven years. Yeah, seven and a half seven, years. Oh, man. Yeah. And, uh, Time flies. It does. And Zachy got bigger. <laughs> I, I have him down as Zach, Mike's kid, or kid that Mike knows or something in my yeah, phone. Like, yeah. summer son Mike knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just got yeah. Zach, what kind of things yeah. have you, like, taken away from Mike and what he's accomplished with pro service? And how are you using that in your life and being a foreman and being in charge of your own crew. Yeah. Yeah. There's, he has some success in other ways, uh, lifestyle changes that are pretty, pretty attractive to my, uh, to my problems that I was having in my life, you know, staying away from some of the bad stuff that's out there and, um, kind of making a life change and, and, and that right there was something that we related on. So it was kind of a natural thing for us to kind of work together. And in my opinion, um, and you know, like I said, man, you, you know, you, uh, somebody that does something over and over and over again, consistently that you're attracted to in a way like, Oh, wow, this, you know, this guy successful. He has a family, you know, he takes care of his family. He doesn't worry about himself. You know, he's worried about everything going on and it's all a big picture as opposed to just 
that person in the picture, you know, so that, that stuff becomes attractive the, the older yeah, and older it's inspiring. you get. Yeah, it becomes inspiring. Like when everything around you is kind of like mundane and you're doing the same thing and then yeah. you find that guy who's still in his niche. Yeah. And you get a look after like what he's doing and learn from him. Yeah. Great okay, can I tell one Mike Boss story? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So Super Bowl 48. For any, for, any, for any Hawk fans out there. So I go get tickets. It's supposed to snow. I'm like, got to be close to the show. We get tickets 23 rows up. Okay. And so I text Mike. I knew my, Mike's Super Bowl. He's been there I since mean, the He's 77 season ticket holder. Diehard Hawks fan. So I text Mike. I said, Mikey, I got some seats. And he goes, where are they at? And, he, and, he, and I text him to him and he goes... You gotta be kidding me. He goes, dude, he sends me his back. We are one row behind them. 133, <laughs> row 23, row 22. So it's him and his son, and, and it's me and Eric and Willie. And, uh, so the game kicks off, and, uh, and we get the safety. And yeah. Mike is, is a humble guy who wants to win badly. <laughs> okay. He is not there to just have a couple of, uh, pops and and uh, and hope for the best. Okay, like he is in the game, and so he just starts going off. Like that's right, we're coming at you, Peyton, man, all day, all day. Stay down. It's the best thing you can do. I mean, they were right down that goal line, and uh, the lady to our left is like a Broncos fan, but this is, speaks to Mike's humility. And and Mike goes, she goes down in front. He goes, listen, we're gonna be coming at you. All day, you know, and I'm like, wow, that was, that was abrupt, you know. And, uh, and I'm like, we're in the Super Bowl, let's go. Today's the day. If you're gonna take the gloves off, now's the time. Oh, yeah. And so then, two minutes go by, and he, he, you could see him process. He's processed it, and he looks back at the lady and a break in the play, and he goes, "Listen, I, I am sorry." He goes, "I was out of line, you know." Will you forgive me or whatever? I don't think he said it that nice, but he's like, you know, my bad. And so she's like, whatever. But then the third quarter, Mike keeps sweetening her over. By the third quarter, we're just kicking her ass. And she goes, hey, with a big smile on her face, she goes, you want to trade jerseys? <laughs> so there you go. Even when you piss off a customer or a fan because you're not in total agreement with them, you can bring it back around. Yeah. And yeah. that was a great story seeing Mikey in action. Let's see that real quick. Um you piss off a customer, uh, like we were going to talk about maybe, or on the last podcast, we were talking about horror stories. Uh, have, have you ever had a situation like that, Zach, where you were like, man, this, this is a difficult customer and like, what is what happened? Yeah. So uh, the one that comes to mind, uh, real quickly uh, Without it, it, putting them on the spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, no. This one, in fact, doesn't have to do with anything that the customer did. It was a simple. Uh, there was some pavers that were manufactured a certain way, and they didn't uh, come out properly. And so we laid a four hundred square foot patio. You know, a nice patio with some nice pavers uh, that just happened to have some color issues with them, and, and the customer was unhappy about it you know she wasn't mad at us she was unhappy that she paid for this and got that kind right. of thing and so right. um you know we did everything we could uh with the the paver representative the distributor and we did all that stuff and is what it came down to was uh we went back and tore it out and replaced it for at mike's expense 
you know, and, and this is a perfect explanation of, uh, doing the right thing, you know, doing the right thing looks like, okay, well, you know, we probably shouldn't have laid them, but we did. So what do we got to do? We got to fix it, you know, so that, that may not point directly at a customer, but that was kind of a horror story in the sense of it, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of as money. far as being a business owner. Yeah. For sure. You know, I'm not the business owner, but, uh, you know, he made me very aware of what that looked like, you know, in the, in the back door of the house, you know, what all that stuff looked like. And, you know, so to lead into that, we constantly work for homeowners that are very meticulous, tedious, uh, want to be involved, want to be over my shoulder, you know, want to see every movement that I'm making and, and, mm. and make sure that they're involved and, you know, as they should, right. You know, they're paying, paying big money for us to come into their living space and, and tear it up, make, you know, we're professional mess makers. That's what me and Mike always say. We come in, we make the biggest mess and then we clean it up and, and it's the prettiest it's ever looked, you know? Right. Um, right. so I, I can't sit here and say that there's one customer in particular, but, um, if you somehow manage to landscape and not deal with any customers that are high involvement, I, I want to know the trick. <laughs> you know, I really do. You know, I mean, something tells me when you're out here mowing John's lawn. I know he's out here watching, drinking a cup of coffee, going, "Oh, I saw, no, I saw, like, I hey, saw look, Phil kind of cut that corner." Yeah, I saw. Him well, actually, for a while, we didn't mow John's lawn because he wanted to mow it. We just uh, take he care. Of, we take care of the side up there. My exercise. That's right. Yeah, but then you know they make it seem cool you're like you know they lay stripes on your lawn and and uh you know take nice pictures on the gram and you're like man when the boats float by it <laughs> looks better when they do it so yeah we we mix it up nowadays yeah I, I i really honestly applaud you guys for doing maintenance because in my opinion i did maintenance for like six months and driving to 12 different lawns and getting out doing the same thing, getting out, unloading, mowing, edging, blowing, pulling weeds, whatever, uh, getting out of there, load it all up, going to the next one. It, it's, it's, it's a hustle. Ma- it's a hustle and it's meticulous. I mean, and, and here's the deal. You do all that nice work and at the end of the day, the customer says, they call you and say, oh, uh, you missed there, a there was a couple leaves sitting there. And, you know, so I, I, I have a neighbor that lives across the street from me that is a maintenance guy. And he says that's why they call it maintenance, because we're maintaining. We're not, you know, we're not in there making it perfect. It's it's constant maintenance, you know. So right. it, it, I think it takes a special kind of mindset, honestly, to do maintenance. It's it's yeah. meticulous. It's it's tedious. It's well, the rit- yeah, the niche. I mean, no matter it the seems niche, like yeah. you, whatever you whatever you get good at, whatever it is, you know. Um, I remember it's like I just anything like obviously Russ could probably play tight end, but he's pretty good at quarterback, so we let him sling it. Like you just if you if people in any any landscape anybody listen if you can get really good at something, whatever that is, whatever that is, and and uh, the hardest part is is uh, the shiny things. Looking at okay man, but what about this? If we expanded yeah, into that, yeah. or if we did right. this, and then. And then you get you could just get so caught off track. And and I remember um, one time, you know, I have an insurance business. I remember sitting with this guy who's probably ten years older than me in two thousand eight, and he wants a job. And he's on all these whales. He's gonna land. He's gonna go get this whale, and he's gonna go get that one. And I know this guy. 
And I'm like, shit, this is just, that's just not who we are, you yeah. know? And, and he's like, you know, you're going to make a mistake. And, and so we, we sent him down the street and he's out of the business in like six months, you know? And it's like, if you could just repetitively do what you do, it's like Michael Jordan, like he, he made every free throw because he was, he just made free throws. And, uh, you know, I remember at Phil, and I always have this affinity of, of uh, at John's lawn mowing. Yep. You know, when I was 10. And I OG. Take, the OG. <laughs> I used to take the, the lawn mower door to door, you know. But the key to what you're saying is is route density, right? I mean, you know, yeah. if you really can just mm-hmm. get really good and hammer at the area you're in, uh, where you're not having to drive all over, all over heck and back. But then there's the cleanup division, yeah. the pusher mower division, the cleanup division, and the maintenance division. So, yeah. so I mean, they're going to going to three yeah. divisions this year. Yeah, hopefully we'll see. Yeah, well, I think it's gonna go. So there's some moves for right two right now. So yeah, yeah, one to two is a hundred percent. Yeah, that's double. And then you just gonna one to three. Like, that's then, that's two. And you know how you get to three? Here's how you get to three. One goes to two. And then you go to three. <laughs> yeah, and then what do you do first? You get the one. You start. You get, oh, you get the one. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you start. start. Yeah, yeah. And you're never gonna have two crews if you don't start a second one, right? Well, you never have two crews if you don't have one. I know or that. You for don't sure. have a stud <laughs> foreman. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I've right, never right. seen two crews without one. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. Um, one more question for Zach, and then I think he's got. Some questions for me, oddly enough. Um, like, what what kind of stuff do you guys lay? You know, I mean, you lay pavers. Uh, there's this thing called techo blocks. Uh, what the heck is a techo block? And uh, tell us, like, what kind of material you're working with, and how do you move it, and what machines you guys use? Like, you said you got a guy who does your excavating for you because you're good at doing laying blocks why do you need to be in a skid steer like tell us a little bit about that yeah so just uh and this is all information accumulated from watching mike run his company you know is uh you know yeah we do a lot of pavers retaining walls fire pits um masonry but here's the thing is we have a stone mason that we know that has been doing masonry for his whole life. He was born with a trowel in his hand kind of thing. And that guy can come in and knock out a fire pit in, in half a day where it would take me a day or if I was lucky, right? You know, because that's, that's not like moving rust to tie yeah. in. I mean, he <laughs> yeah. might get the block. He might get it. Yeah. But he's going to get beat. But sometimes. we know he's going to throw the ball or run yeah. it consistently, yeah. Yeah, you know? Good. So, um, yeah, we lay lots of pavers. My my favorite uh, material, um, honestly, is Belgard paver and retaining wall pl- products. There's Teco Block. Teco Block is a more modern, contemporary looking block and paver. Um, here's the thing about all these pavers and blocks: they're all concrete, and they all chip and break really easy. Mm-hmm. So, don't let anybody fool you that there's some crazy made pavers or blocks that are from some foreign country that God made or something like that. They all, they all serve the same purpose and they all have a certain look and and it all boils down to what somebody likes in in the look. Right. You know, um, equipment. We, here's the, another important thing is, you know, what's the most important tool for the job getting to the job, right? Step one. So, uh, it seems like our, uh, 
kind of important investments is our vehicles you know uh we have a diesel 2017 chevy 3500 dump trailer uh a one ton one ton dump truck you know dump bed and then you know mike has his marketing truck you know he drives around and it's logoed up and it, and it brings in the the work um those are newer vehicles and they're constantly renewed because um without those you're working on vehicles right and i you know i'm gonna tell the truth i'm not a mechanic yeah i know how to work on my dirt bike really well yeah. i don't know how to work on a truck no. you know and 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 that's okay so it, you know you can and there's ways with taxes and all kinds of stuff that you can make that worth your while obviously we we rent machinery if we have to if it makes i was just telling you this you know if it makes more sense to go rent a machine and save three days of work, you know, that's what we do. You know, if it makes sense to push wheelbarrows for a day, you know, and, and pay labor, that's what we do. And, and so, uh, I was listening to your previous podcast and you asked, uh, David Sullivan, uh, at Sullivan Landscapes, Hardscapes, what his favorite tool was. And he mentioned about renting tools. And, and I was thinking in that moment, you know, the best, most useful tool that we have, and it's kind of a, almost like a um, uh, incentive for people to work is the wheelbarrow, a yeah. shovel and a wheelbarrow, man. If you can use the shovel to put gravel in the wheelbarrow and push it, you're going to make it in pro service. You know, With a good <laughs> attitude. You have a good, yeah, and a good attitude. Even, yeah. if, even if you have a shitty attitude, you know, as long as you, you can push, that you can push the wheelbarrow, we'll you, know? <laughs> you know, and, and we, have, we, and when I say we, I mean, Mike, he appreciates that and he shows appreciation. He doesn't let anybody think that they're doing, uh, you know, getting a favor or anything like that. You know? And Mike can move a wheelbarrow. And Mike can move. I got some <laughs> pictures on my phone of Mike moving a wheelbarrow. You know, they're Is that a rare uh, thing. It, yeah. He's not afraid to get in there. Yeah, I will say when we work in Eastern Washington, he's a lot more on the job site because usually the job yeah. site is in his neighborhood. So oh. he has a lot more um, involvement uh, in the sense of actual labor. And uh, right. for a 60-year-old right. man, he's a hard-working son of a bitch. This is my sure. funniest one. Mike with a bunch of pots yeah. on his head, and yeah. it's called Pothead. He, I will say that between him and uh, his... Uh, his awesome wife. They are probably the best landscape design duo possible with with her design and, and his expertise in laying Carmen. it out. You know, Carmen. They, yeah. they they kill it. It's absolutely incredible um, what it looks like in the end. And you know, yeah. So when it comes down to machine work, we we uh, we have a guy. I was just telling you, we had Mike had a guy work for him for thirty years, and you know he he passed away and his son owns and operates an excavating company, builds rockeries, moves dirt, you know, whatever it is. And he's really good. And so when we, when we need that stuff done, we don't try and do it ourselves. We hire the professional and we work together, you know, and, and that works well for us. That may not work well for some of these larger companies that you see on Instagram and stuff like that. But, you know, like, like John said, finding your niche, finding a way for all the work to flow and, and work good together. So, um, our, our tools are, you know, whatever, whatever you can use with your hands and your brain is, is the tools that we have, but we're not afraid to get the tools that you need to save your body. That's right. for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, that's awesome. So 
me, Zach, John, and probably Andrew, uh, we all have one thing in common. We all made a choice to, uh, at one point in our life to stop drinking. Um, so Zach is a fellow brother in that. How, uh, how has that been a impact on your, your working life and, uh, your personal life? Uh, I know you like to ride dirt bikes and, uh, for anybody else out there that might be having a similar, uh, problem or maybe is thinking that they might need to make that change too. Like how, how big of a move is that? Yeah. I mean, I'll keep it, uh, kind of short, but really is what it boils down to for me was a life decision. And between drugs and alcohol, I'd been in and out of jail. Um, you know, not, not able to provide for myself, let alone anybody else, you know, uh, unable to, like just be able to go get a job, you know, thank God I always had labor to fall back on because in the construction industry, there's a lot of drinkers and druggers and that, and, and that's just the way that it's always been, you yeah. know? And, mm-hmm. and so there's a, a pretty good, uh, level of people that, that, um, have made the decision to stop doing that stuff. And, and for me doing that changed my whole life. I mean, I went, you know, I went from a nobody to, um, somebody in my own head kind of thing, you know, I mean, try not to boast about it or, you know, but I'm not, I want to help people that are struggling with drinking. Right. If they Mm -hmm. can't figure out how to stop drinking and using drugs, I want to let them in on the secrets, you know? And, and, uh, John was one of the you know first people I met that was that was kind of doing that gig, not to put his business out in the street, but um, and you know he had given me some tad bits of information that I couldn't just shrug my shoulders at and say you're full of shit, dude. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it's a real, real thing, like and a good thing to do. Yeah, like good. some people can do it successfully, other yeah. people can't, and mm-hmm. I think it's a good it's a good lane to figure out which one you're in and definitely get your life going in the right path and that that's helped me a lot for sure especially this year since i've made that decision as well so yeah it's like we said well get your we say get your life right then get your wife right then get your wife right okay, then exactly. get your wife right but so uh so we said uh yeah it was a good old adage uh you know good shit happens to drunks that don't drink mm-hmm. Remember episode one yeah. we were talking about that that was the line and and uh you know, it's, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just an advantage. You know, it's just, I call it the 26th uh, of December through the 1st of January, like <laughs> separation season. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody else is checked out. Yeah. And, and those, that's a week I'm getting on, on you. And then next year I got a week on you. And, and, yep. you know, then go ahead and take the day after Thanksgiving Cause I, you know, I wasted a lot of days. It really turns into like a whole month of like just wasted partying. Wasted a lot of days. I wasted yeah. a lot of days. You know, this time of year, so yeah, gonna be out there. But yeah, this is good, man. This has been good to see Zachy in the house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I pulled right in the driveway too, and just took up the whole driveway. I said, you know what? I'm parking right. You here. got the pro service truck? No, 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 no. <laughs> no the personal truck. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. What do you drive for the personal truck? Just the F one fifty, my girl. It's, uh, it's actually up. my girlfriend's truck, but uh, nice. I kind of slightly share it every now and then. So for sure. Yeah. Well, 
you you say you got some questions for me on the on the podcast, Zach. So fire away. Yeah, me, yeah. Let no, me answer a couple here. Yeah, I'll see if you got time. Absolutely. Yeah. I, the thing that I dig about Phil's landscaping, uh, from what you say, is that you want to kind of. Most people are immediately right out of the gate. I want to be mowing everybody's house from here to Bellingham to Renton, you know, and all those nice neighborhoods in between. And I think that you have a large advantage by working at a smaller section like Bothell and Woodenville, not only financially, but uh, for getting some good uh, customer reviews and and just clientele, man. I think that that that's a, a great thing. And, and I saw that you're doing a little bit of, you know, passing out some flyers and some cards. So what what's <laughs> what's marketing like for Phil's Landscaping right now? I mean, uh, seriously, what, you know, what are you doing to get yourself out there? Because here's the thing is you, you guys are both young, you know, yeah. 25 to 30 is a big leap. It doesn't seem like it in, in the sound of it. But at your age, man, you have plenty of ambition, obviously. So what what's motivating you? What are you doing to market yourself? You know, it doesn't always take the biggest, baddest website, the the biggest, baddest trucks to market, you know? So what's Phil doing? Um, well, first we'll talk about marketing. Uh, marketing has kind of been a lot of word of mouth. Um, I re- I'm really into my Instagram page, uh, sometimes probably more than I should, uh, but my Instagram is linked with my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of neighborhood community uh, Facebook pages out. And um, people say like, hey, I need a new lawn or I need lawn maintenance. Who, who do I call? And I've got friends and people that I've done jobs for that are also on Facebook and stuff. And they say, call Phil's Landscaping. He takes, my, he takes care of my yard. And man, they're a nice... They're a good company and nice guys and you'll want to be friends with them. And that's, that's kind of like what I, that's like my, my goal is to just be, have like that good word of mouth reputation because like, yes, I've personally went and like knocked on doors that I want to do their yard. Like I've driven by it a lot and, and multiple different neighborhoods and, um, I've just went and passed out my card but it's mainly been like word of mouth like john knows jim Mm -hmm. jim needs a landscaper john says hire fells landscaping jim's friend needs uh needs some work done too so they say hire fells landscaping and then you get three yards from that and then they want a mulch job and then Susie joe wants to clean up and then there you go you got a lot of work, but that's, um, that's exactly what he just described as all people. Yep, and how exactly it went. Yeah, um, but like uh, I do like mess up uh, and stuff, so I just ordered like five thousand door hangers, and they got a whole bunch of spelling errors on them and stuff. So <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't ask. I was like getting so frustrated with Vistaprint, and they, I had like all these nice pictures of our lawns on there and stuff, and they were like well, your pictures just aren't turning out right and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't care. I need 5,000 door hangers right now. (laughs) So I went in my room. I typed up some door hangers that I thought looked really great. And I was like, man, these are the ones. And then I I ordered them. I got them. And I passed them out to like seven neighborhoods that I wanted to get into. 
And then like my friend or this guy on Instagram was like, Hey, you know, you got a spelling error on there. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I didn't know that. And then like, I was, I told my friends and like, we put a door hanger on my friend's door that we all hang out at. And the, because like one of our friends mows the lawn there. So, and then they picked it up and they were like, dude, you misspelled like five words on here and used bad grammar. So, <laughs> But like, so that's my most recent failure, but with marketing, but that's, that's basically been the key to our marketing. And I mean, just like trying to do a good job for Word of mouth. our customers, because like, um, I mean, just recently we do a cleanup for a lady probably like three times a year and she happened to have a rental house, like right around the corner. So who did she call? She called us back. And yeah. why is that? Because she knows like that we care about what we do and like we want to do a good job for people. So yeah, I'd say that's the biggest part of like owning and not saying that I own anything, but like trying to own a certain area is just like doing quality work and uh, keeping it consistent and yeah. Kind of keep your word with people. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. that. I was also wondering, you know, I kind of slightly know uh, what you like to do for fun. You know, what, you know, you guys do a little bit of snow skiing and stuff like that. But what, how do you handle, uh, you know, being a business owner, a small business owner is uh, stressful in a way. You know, I, you know, I see, see it firsthand and, you know, you're young and ambitious and, that doesn't mean that you sometimes get stressed. I mean, how, how do you keep yourself in line, focused, you know, tell yourself, Hey, it's, you know, it's going to be okay. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other kind of thing. How do you get yourself through that scenario? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it used to be bush lights and bud lights, but you know, like, uh, kind of cut that off. So I, I just got to kind of like realize like what my end goal is and like, I got goals that I want to meet and the problem that happens today or like the stress that happens today is only just a little part of like the whole big picture. And like, I just realized like you got to get through whatever you're dealing with to get to the next step. And I mean, like I'm a Christian too. Like I asked the Lord for uh direction and my life and kind of, what the next step is. And I mean, I got, uh, I still live at home with my parents. So, um, they, they're great support too. And I mean, but it is, uh, stressful and right now isn't a super stressful season, but it being January, but, um, I mean, in the summer, like it's definitely really stressful and, you know, I don't really know like how I deal with it, but I just, I just kind of keep your eyes kind of do like, I just want to, I just want to win, man. And like, there's so many people that like doubted my capability yeah. of like being, being, uh, like a, like nobody probably thought I would ever own a business or man, some people and those haters would probably say like, yeah, it literally just mows fucking lawns. Like, but like it's more than that. Yeah. Like you get you gotta deal with unhappy customers, you gotta fix broken stuff, you gotta make sure your stuff's clean, wash the trucks, like there's uh there's so much stuff like to deal with. Um 
but yeah, I would say uh, number one is probably the chip. Like John always brings it up, but yeah, it's probably the chip. Like everybody who thought that I wouldn't do anything, I just want to like prove them wrong. So yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, no, and I as I observed Zach kind of following that, he um, yeah that that purpose, uh, that mission of of not only the chip to prove people wrong, but what I think is so special about Phil, and I think it's learned. You can learn it. You just like you watch Mike, and you go, "Man, I want to be like that." Like you can learn to to think in that way of, but I also want to show people that it's possible, mm-hmm. and I want to bring, and I want to rise. I want to build every. I don't want to build, tear somebody's house down to build my house, but I want to. I want to build houses around and up, and that there's uh, an abundance, you know. And, and that's a that's a special skill too, because you you see the chip, you know, on its own, and people get just I'm gonna just grind because I'm resentful or frustrated or whatever, or you know, in a negative way. But there's a chip that's actually like I'm gonna show you that I can produce something good in this world and then I'm also and, and in that I'm gonna demonstrate that you can do it too. That's that's a different yeah. mentality. They call in Waterboy they call that tackling fuel. Yeah. <laughs> the exactly. tackling fuel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> never, never underestimate never underestimate the power of that. And I always tell guys, like look for it. Even if you don't think even if you think you had the greatest life growing up. That's a self-satisfaction is the biggest killer in human performance. It's one of the worst qualities. And somebody who suffers from self-satisfaction is hard to help. And we know what that looks like, right? I mean, self-satisfaction, like I'm good, I made it, I arrived, whatever. And so it's that continual pursuit of like he said, of, of set, you know, of having a goal of something that's bigger than yourself. And, uh, and then I think, then what Phil said is you, then any problem that arises is just part of the, the hustle hustle because it's, there's, if it was easy, everyone would do it, man. Yeah, I would say one of my, uh, like a highlight that I would maybe have like down the road, if I could like become successful and then, um, at my high school, if they have an assembly and they invite like a motivational speaker, I like to be in a motivational speaker and just like explain to everybody in high school that was just like me, that like, this isn't the end of the road. Like, and, and like being like everybody else in high school that's going to like Wazoo or UW or Cal Berkeley or whatever, like, you don't have to do that yeah. to be successful. Yeah. Like you can go out there and have an American dream and get out there and do it yourself and like make make something of your life. Like, and it's not all decided by your freaking history teacher or something like that that you can't remember history or whatever. Because in all, and that's important to a sense, but in. In hardscaping, do you know anything from history class, science class, or any of that stuff? 
No. Yeah, none of it uh, essentially applies. It's more of the trivia that we play. You know, somebody, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know yeah. what? You know, who was president then? Kind of thing. You know, we're all standing around looking at each other, going, "I don't know," but we can lay these blocks pretty fast. You know. Yeah. So yeah, you you brought up a, a good point there, and um, and it was kind of making me think. You know, I I, I keep hearing what your long term goal looks like. You know, Phil's landscaping. What's, what's the sh- like day-to-day short-term goal? Honestly, like what, what, you know, during the day at work, you know, you got X amount of accounts to get to, you know, is it about being fast and efficient or is it about doing the right thing? You know, what's it, you know, what does that kind of look like for you? Yeah. I mean, like the newest thing for us is kind of Andrew running the maintenance crews for right now. Mm-hmm. And we want to like kind of divide and conquer and so i'd say like my number one thing right now i don't know if Andrew feels like this but um i want him to be comfortable and like be a boss and like be like uh like take the top dog and like i don't think he could ever get like a a total feeling of what it's like without kind of like throwing him out there and seeing like, yeah, this is what we actually do. And like, you're in charge, so you better not mess it up. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that short term right now, it's kind of a, a little more on the focus of me because there's some days where Phil's out working on marketing for Phil's landscaping and, you know, I'm in charge, so I'm the fu- I'm the face of Phil's landscaping to our customers. Right. And one thing I've like kind of learned in just the past couple weeks is it's less about being efficient, and it's less about going fast, and it's more about making sure you set out a task or something to get done for that day or that week or making sure the customer is taken care of for something they ask for and not just setting things back so that you can do them. Oh, we'll do that the next week. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, we're going to get all of this done today and we're going to do a super crappy job because we're going to get it done fast and efficient. Yeah, It's more about Quality. taking things day by day, taking things one at a time, and putting all of your focus on that so you can do it fast and do it efficient, but you're not skimping on quality. Yeah. So those are, uh, yeah, those are definitely some great assets that will definitely carry you to higher than where you want to be. That's for sure. Phil's got quite the foreman rolling up. <laughs> that's for sure. Phil better watch out for his job. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, like back to the question, like, and, so that is one part of what I want to work on like right now. And then also just kind of like working on like this new crew, whether, and it's just going to be like landscaping focused, like not maintenance and not saying that I don't like maintenance or anything because I love like mowing lawns and just like the satisfaction it brings. But like, um, we just want to kind of grow another division yeah. of the business and focus on like cleanups and like landscape enhancements for our current, our current customers. And, um, I just think we can just crush things so much harder this year with like 
a second crew and uh, the biggest the biggest problem for that was really like finding a guy that i can trust to run the maintenance crews so uh with that being said like shout out to andrew for being that guy and um I mean, we'll go into more about this in his podcast. I mean, this is Zach's podcast and pro service podcast, but, um, that's, that's kind of my goal for this year. And I mean, just to have like a team culture at the, Mm -hmm. at whatever we're doing. And like, I don't want any like bad chemistry in the team. And like, if we have one guy that's, uh, just likes to screw around and do funny things uh, that's really not funny like that's just not going to work out and like there's another job for you to be a clown at and we're here to <laughs> we're here to do work and yeah. we want to do good work like, <laughs> I think uh, I love that be a clown <laughs> honestly sorry not to be a no no it's true, just straight man. up yeah. no honestly another really I don't mean to stay on this topic for too long but another big thing with all the future things we have planned, we're trying to take it day by day with the guys we have and like invest in them and grow them to the point where Phil, he could trust me. Yeah. And then it's to the point where me and Phil could trust this other guy. And that's just a daily process. I mean, we go through struggles. We go through like times where you need to demand a little bit more from somebody and, it's weird for Phil and it's weird for me because Phil could say to me, hey, like, this looks like shit. Like, you need to do better because he's my brother. Mm-hmm. And when it's somebody else that lives, you 12 miles, up. When it lives 12 miles away from you, you're not going, uh, like, home together. It's different. <laughs> you can't just say that kind of thing. <laughs> but it's also, we're, we're, we're working on getting uh, the next man up kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's bright future for... Phil's landscaping, that's for sure. Hopefully, man. I think so. We're going to keep working hard. So yeah. you got a bright future too, Zach. And yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. we're proud of the foreman that you are and the positive changes that you've also made along the way. Mm-hmm. And Likewise. Seems like a straight up boss. Yeah. Um, you think Mike's probably just counting royalties right now with that throwing that boss name down. <laughs> <He's> probably, <laughs> they're going, yep. That's awesome. Good times, guys. We got anything else we want to add? John, Andrew, Zach? It's been a treat, man. It's been fun. It's been fun. Come home from dinner and see the, see the shows <laughs> going on. And, and uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I'd say this, you know. Uh, I know a lot of folks are engaged in this uh, Phil's podcast, and and uh, you know I think I'm hopefully you guys get a lot of value out of it. But Phil, you know one thing he he's obsessed. He's obsessed with with helping people, and he's obsessed with trying to uh, help be part of a community of, of people that are getting better, not just at their craft of landscaping, hardscaping, or whatever, but but in their lives. So I think that came across tonight in a in a cool way. You know, yeah. just that idea of wherever you're Passion. at, whatever, whatever your thing is, whatever, you know, it's that one thing, you know, that might yeah. be blocking you from greatness, um, aside from what you do, you know, look it in the face and go get, tell it to get out. Exactly. So I got one thing right now I'm working on that I need to look in the face. I'm going to, uh, 
All the food, man. I can't. Did you sign <laughs> up? All this food. I'm about that? to sign okay, up. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we're, we're, um, we're getting about to join a pyramid scheme, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, guys, that is our uh, podcast with Zach Summer. Uh, Pro service landscape. Uh, where, service yeah, landscape. where can where can we find the lovely work and and your personal page too? You're gonna get a bunch of guys following your page now. <laughs> yeah, uh, at Pro Service Landscape on Instagram. Mine is at Summertime eight three two. Also, a shout out to uh, Jake Thomas at uh, Topsoils Northwest. He's coming on soon. Yeah, he's good dude. He's him and his family have been running that place for a while and. And also, uh, Trendset Concrete Products in Woodenville, Washington, they, uh, on the drop of a dime, will get you whatever you need kind of thing for pavers, retaining wall blocks, any, anything like that. So, um, also, if you're a big snowboard fan, shout out to uh, Matt Wainhouse at Wayne's World. Go give him a follow. He's a pretty badass dude on a snowboard. and You work with him, right? And, and we work every now and then. He's a good dude, so... Um, He'd be stoked about. He's the one that told me. He said, "I saw Phil's landscaping the other day. You see Phil on the Instagram? You see Phil's landscaping?" He was so I said, "Yeah, man, I saw him. All right." You know, he said, "Watch out for Phil." <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I used to see him at Twenty Corners back in my days. Yeah, but I was like, man, that guy's pro snowboarder. I'm not gonna see what's up <laughs> But I saw this picture on his Instagram, and it was him. Jumping off a cliff, whacking a tree with his snowboard, and he was like, some light landscaping today. <laughs> so I commented on it, and I was like, hey, that's some good landscaping, bro. <laughs> and then he commented back, he was like, looks like you do some good landscaping yourself. And I was like, all right, you get a podcast, man. Yeah. All right, but anyways, uh, thanks for being on the show, Zach. And, Thank uh, you, man. We'll have you on again here soon. So yeah. uh, I just want to... Encourage our listeners to leave us a five-star review and uh, an awesome rating uh, or an awesome review. Uh, type a little bit of words out here. We're, we're collecting reviews and we're going to be sharing them on the podcast uh, here pretty soon. So uh, we want to get a good handful of those. So thank you guys very much for tuning in and uh, get out there and crush it. Thank you. <laughs>